Thank you for joining us. I'm Paul Wilson. And I'm Chris Hemke. And this is Diesel Performance Podcast. Chris, we're in the studio uh, with one of our favorite returning guests. One of my favorite for sure. Josh McCormick. Josh, how the hell are you? Uh, Doing good. Getting finally settled back in after a long weekend and trying to unbury myself of all of my responsibilities I pushed off till after UCC. You know, I, I can't I can't say that I'm in the same boat as you because there was a lot of preparation for you to compete, but from the vendor side of things, having a booth at UCC, the podcast UCC, um, we tend to put things off Wednesday, Thursday in preparation for UCC. So coming back Monday, it's a total shit show. So I can only imagine what you got going on. Yeah, we pushed off I mean, two I, days of work. You pushed off three months, I would assume. Yeah, and you guys pushed me off on Thursday too. So I mean, really, yeah. it's just it's so Josh. Just for the record, it wasn't you guys. It was Paul. It we, wasn't me. I'm we, the talent. Whoa, he, he, whoa, whoa, he screwed whoa. up. He didn't tell me. Two lies there. One, you're the Man, guy on the microphone. Talent's a long stretch from what I've seen you do. Two, I I relinquished. That, that's 100% correct. I, I rellinguished control over scheduling. I feel like I'm getting Josh, ganged up on here. Josh, real quick. He literally was bragging to me about how he is... Um, uh, what's the word? What's the word that he I wasn't used? bragging. I was defending myself when you said I do nothing. I said I don't no. do nothing. I delegate. Delegate. Yep, something. he delegates. He delegates. That's delegating so clearly, is something. It clearly, is something. he didn't delegate properly. It. So it's okay. So Josh McCormick, second place at UCC. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal performance. Wonderful truck. We're going to dive right. Motherfuckers. Um, we're going to dive right into that. Uh, right. Josh, first of all, give, give our listeners who have been living under a rock a rundown of what truck you brought to UCC. I brought my 2007 uh, 2500 truck. It's got a 6.4 deck plate in it. Um, it's got a 48. It's got a 480 and a 110 turbo setup. So the 480 came from uh, Black Tie Race Fab, John Trotto out in Colorado. The big turbo came from Force Inductions. Um, and then it's got one of our in-house built 48s got uh you know all the billet shafts and stuff it uh factory axles factory running gear for the most part and then um it you know it was still a tank i mean we put a roll cage in it firepunk got me one bent real quick and then whitley peterson came down and helped me put it in and um on race day it weighed 6875 pounds so it, i mean full frame the, truck. Uh, yeah so full it, truck. i mean it we brought like I hate to use the term street truck because the block that's in the truck is filled. However, I mean, for all other intensive purposes, like, um, you know, the dash is still there, the steering, cruise control, seat belts, um, carpet, like all that stuff. The radio is still in it, you know. So, I mean, it's not something I want to road trip a thousand miles in, but I could certainly, you know, go across town with it. But let's touch on that. So, the engine that's in the truck was for a purpose, being that it's a filled block, right, to make the horsepower that we're going to be diving into here. But you have actually documented driving this truck a thousand miles cross country with a different engine, but the same exact truck. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've street driven, like, so the only motors that go in that truck is we'll have a, we have a six, seven um, standard bore, and that's kind of like our, uh, like we call it the ultimate six, seven. Um, it's a, like just a six, seven cast piston motor. Um, and basically, you know, guys always ask about a warranty and I'm like, look, like I could drive this thing for five seconds and shoot the rods out of it, or you can, you know, drive it the right way and it'll live, you know, for as long as you want it to live. 
so we have that option and then we also at some points put our wet block 6.4 in it which is like a sleeve down stock block uh with like diamond pistons and that's for guys that are still wanting to street drive it but are realizing that street driving it at that power kind of isn't the best so uh we we offer that that's called our street 6.4 and then we have this deck plate which normally new performance auto deck plate is the one we use this block i bought it was new but i wasn't the original buyer i bought it off jared ring um he was like hey i got this deck plate and i was like all right whatever i'll just buy it so the deck plate short block machine work got put together by uh, no limit up in i think they're minnesota or michigan minnesota michigan maybe wisconsin uh, somewhere up there where it's colder <laughs> but um <laughs> And that, that has, like, Eric's billet main caps, uh, and they're cross-bolted, and billet, and his girdle, and then we ran his deck plate. And then on the UCC engine, the one we took this weekend, it had uh, Waggler Extreme Beam rods in it, which is their new deck plate design, um, trend pins, uh, diamond pistons, total seal rings. It had uh, the... Uh, want to say the best cylinder head industrial injection offers um and i just i really like their cylinder heads for like four and an eighth bore stuff which is so for anybody that's new you take a six seven cummins you sleeve it down to 4.125 or four and an eighth bore it becomes a 6.4 liter so you have the six seven stroke and then you have the the smaller bore and uh, I know that there's a lot of different configurations of deck plates. Some guys like to run four two ten bore, which is your standard six seven. I just, to me, like with the way the engines handle the power and stuff, I feel a lot better with a little bit thicker sleeve and a little bit more of the block left. Um, but again, I mean, there's no arguing with the success of a four two ten bore. And then uh, I just the industrial heads in that four and an eighth bore with the valve size they use and stuff like. I love their cylinder heads and I've, this isn't the first one I've used of their cylinder head. Like uh, for any of the big power stuff, I've always, always gone with them. Um, It seems like too, you know, you're one of maybe two or maybe three competitors. I mean, the only other person that comes to my mind is Greg Abarella that competed, but you're very um, public with, you know, your YouTube channel and actually talking about this stuff and going through the trials and tribulations on, on how these setups work and some of the shortcomings and things of that nature. So, you know, it's one of those yeah. things where as we're talking about this, you know, people can go on your YouTube channel and they can actually see these things firsthand as you're installing them and playing around with this stuff. Yeah, I just, I mean... I guess the thing that always never sat right with me, like growing up in this industry, was it was cool to watch all the success at events and stuff. But like, what killed me is like you try and it fails, and you're like, damn, well, like, do I just suck that bad? Or, right. <laughs> and then you know you start to you start to hear all the stories of all the, the that people have, and you're like, damn, like I wish people would have just been honest about it, and, right. you know. And just to me, I, I kind of do it like that more so because I want people to see like. You know, it's like even our six, seven engines, like it took me five, six, 10, 50 chances before I figured out <laughs> exactly what the piss in the wall needed to be, where the rings needed to be. You know what I mean? And it's, it's even like this deck plate, like, you know, I've probably struck out numerous times before this one, you know, it was just cool to me, like, you know, second place, first loser, however you want to look at it, like it's cool 
I wish we would have came in first, but then I look at it, I'm like, it was one engine, one turbo setup, one trans. Like, we didn't do anything, and it was just, like, that made me feel really happy. Well, I think it was a big win for you. I mean, yeah. I mean to be honest with you, especially as, as we talk about uh, kind of your background in diesel performance where, uh, well, why don't you give our listeners a quick rundown? How did you kind of get introduced to diesel performance? What have you? What were you doing even before the YouTube channel? So I started, like, with tractor pulling and then um i left illinois and i went to uh, california that was my first duty station in the marine corps and no one really tractor pulled out there so i got into drag racing a little bit and in 2010 or 11 i, I had a like it was like a seven eight hundred horsepower mega cab and then in fifth uh 2000 like 12 i got really back heavy into 12 valves again and i had a p-pump 24 valve race truck and then i went back to the common rail with a thousand horsepower mega cab again um and then i don't i don't even know i moved back to illinois for a little bit i i was out of the military at this point and i did some p-pump stuff again i started working for power driven and i worked for power driven from I think it was 19 to, no, 18 to 2020, the end of 2020. And I just, you know, I, I told them, like, we left on good terms or whatever. I was just like, look, like, I kind of want to go in a different direction. And, you know, I'm more passionate about this side. I said, I think it's just time I, you know, do my own thing. So uh, David, Patrick, and I uh, ended up, you know, starting our own business out here in Virginia. And uh, now we work on... We work on just about anything. I definitely get far more excited with like a, you know, obviously not just doing like head gaskets and stuff. And we've done a couple of cool builds, but in all reality, usually the, you know, the jobs that I guess pay the best or are the less hassle, you know, you get, you know, it's kind of like Jeremy that works for you guys, you know, cab off Duramax jobs, cab off Ford jobs. You know, that's what, that's what really pays the rent. That's it. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's That's the boring grind of it is is yeah. where your bread and butter is at. The fun jobs that come in, if you can make a buck on on a, a six month long, if build, you can break good even, luck. yeah, you're that, doing really well. That's, in the grand that's always been our thing. I know. I know when we were a young shop, Chris. Right when we were here nine ten years ago, uh, if we got somebody in who was a a thousand horsepower build, we were like, oh, this cool. is awesome. We're yeah. super excited and the. The bill going out the door looked great, right, yep. for, for revenue for a shop. But, uh, yeah, you start thinking about what went into that and yep. nickel and dime, yeah. and it it, it, yep. it it can be pretty painful. I mean, definitely what keeps our oh, yeah. shop doors open is exactly that. Injector jobs, head gasket jobs, trans jobs, turbo swaps, like just, you know, the – the repairs yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. or maybe a, a yeah, minor no. upgrade and and it's i mean you know eventually we want to get to a certain point like as far as our business goes but for right now i mean we don't turn too much work away i mean there's a few that were just like no way but um you know like right now in our parking lot we got a seven three six seven power stroke six four power stroke a couple of duramaxes for engines and head gaskets and then we got this nightmare of a ram that this guy bought and now it's knocking real bad so i mean like i said uh, it it is what it is i mean we do a little bit of everything and i mean really i just coming up in this industry i was always so poor i could never afford to buy anything from anybody so i would buy whatever parts i could and like pretty much 
as far as like being able to weld stainless and stuff like i obviously i asked a lot of questions but you know you just i learned how to do it engine building i couldn't afford one learned how to do it um trans building i couldn't i guess i could afford it but i like with a 4748 i always tell customers that leave here with like big power trannies and stuff i'm like you'll be back and they're like why and i'm like because you're taking a trans that was designed for you know 350 horsepower and it could barely do that and now you want to go a thousand fifteen hundred horsepower like right. and that's what i tell people i'm like if i can go a whole weekend at ucc on one trans like that's a huge that's win. a huge success you, you yeah. know and and that's what i tell people i'm like i'll I'm going to sell you this trans. And I said, it's not just you're selling the trans. I was like, when you need it refreshed or whatever, I was like, I always help people out that are trying to race and compete, you know, we'll discount like the bench time, usually, you know, 40% off and the parts I discount a lot just because number one, I like to, you know, service after sale. And then number two, I like seeing what they tear up. You know, I know what I tear up all the time on mine. Yeah. I know what David tears up on his all the time. And, if I learn new things, like I can fix it or build it differently, or I could be like, Hey, like you were really hard on this. Usually it's because you're doing this wrong. Like if we could fix this, maybe you, it'll live longer, you know, yeah, I mean, and you that's... get like, um, you know, the worst trans to build is the one that comes in with, you know, one part of it's painted one color, one part of it's painted another. <laughs> it's got this company's out. And like, I already know that they're a shop hopper and you know, I, I'll do my best for them, but, you know why why didn't this go back to them or right. why didn't it go back here yeah. oh well they were going to charge me i'm like well probably because you tore it up you know well, there's also <laughs> something to be said too you know for one guys that are going to come back to you with their failures like that's an educational piece for you like you mentioned right you, you know more yeah. you're learning more and you're going to use that to build the trans better in your program internally as time progresses but yeah. I always think back, you know, to the whole era that we're in now with YouTube and being very publicized with a lot of the, the you know, the, the, the positives and the negatives of the industry. I always think about my early upbringing in this industry and reading, you know, the, the magazines and that elusive thousand horsepower, daily driver, reliable, built to last type mentality was never real. Right. You 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 take parts and you upgrade things to be able to support a power level but it's never going to live at that power level and that's something that when you mentioned earlier like the shop hoppers there was probably a guy who bought a trans from a shop and was promised the world yeah then the trans failed and now they expect that they're owed the world when it, that's not how this works in this industry when you're no. at that power at that caliber yeah and i mean and, and like i said i mean most of the trannies that come into us like they were I, I, very few do I crack open that are stock or like a remand stock, like a lot of them. And I mean, I always tell when I get somebody else's trans, I shoot them a message, give them the serial number. And I'm like, Hey, like, how was this set up? I just want to get this guy, you know, back on the road with how you guys would have done it. And I've never once been given a middle finger or anything. Most shops are like, I appreciate you reaching out. What'd you find wrong with it? I'm like, well, this, you know, this guy decided to go from reverse to drive at 50 miles an hour. And you know what I mean? Like, but that's warranted. But, uh, that's warranted, right? <laughs> I've never, I've never once like gotten the cold shoulder from any of the other places that originally built them. You know, most of the, you know, most of the people they just they want to make sure the customer's taken care of. And I mean, I, like I said, I mean, I probably could charge more than I do, but I just. I try to put myself in other people's shoes a little bit. I try to help people out. And, uh, I mean, 
you know, I didn't get to where I'm at without help too. And that's kind of, it's, it's a double-edged sword on YouTube because you look at it and I understand why some companies never post it because you worry about the damage it does to your brand. But then I also look at the, the, I guess, perseverance and drive on the channel and stuff. And, you know, a lot of people have a lot of things to say about me, I'm sure, but I don't think anybody could ever tell you I quit or I'm lazy. No. Like, I think the only know, thing that's, that, that's going to hurt the brand or hurt you as a person is the day that you don't want to stand behind something, right? Or you don't want to yeah. admit fault if there's something going on. And Yeah. And I just, know. I mean, it's, it's definitely owning a business is different. And, you know, it was even like, uh, you know, on the podcast, you just kind of think about what you say. When I was just a regular person, it was like, whatever. And now, you know, you're like, oh, I want to make sure this comes across right. You know? <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, these people that build these trucks, like I know they're going to beat them up. Like I, I always tell people, just be honest with me. Like if th that's exactly what you did, like, cool, tell me about it and then I can fix it. But if I was just getting on the highway, merging with traffic and it snapped an input shaft versus yeah, I was laying a 500 foot heater on the interstate. Like, you, you know, it makes <laughs> yeah. it a lot easier for me to do my job. And nobody buys a thousand horsepower truck and then putzes around at 600. Like, you just don't do They're that. They're all right. in tune to, they all were merging on yeah. traffic yeah. with their family on their way to church. The like, trans like, yeah. input shaft snapped. I was just driving down 40 mile an hour down the road. That's it. Like, yeah, that's it. 100%. So yeah, we hear it too. Just, yeah. And I just, you know, I, I, I don't know. To, to me, I just, I like to post the videos and give everyone the facts of it and stuff. And I just, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I've just kind of come to the terms with you were going to buy something from me because of how I am, or you were never going to buy anything anyway. So whatever, <laughs> like, I don't care. Now, you know, it was even UCC. I looked at it this year, like, you know, there was 12 of us or 13 of us, but they had record, you know, turnout, which granted, I mean, I think UCC has been doing a great job with the odr i mean any odss event you go to is usually really well ran i've never really had many issues as far as a competitor there the sled pulling stuff like it sucks they ran into curfew like i get it but they're trying to pack so much into a weekend it, it's great i mean you get to anytime an event's that booked and you're setting records every year like that speaks really well for the event and the staff yeah i, I agree with that let's talk about ucc yeah, let's talk about that in records. uh Hit us up. What was Drag Race Day? What was Friday like for you? So um, Friday, we did a first hit. Um, I thought I had the nitrous on. Well, first off, big thank you to Ethan for I texted him. I said, hey, come to my pit. He comes over. He's like, what do you want? I said, just put a nitrous tune-up in this truck. And he's like, what do you want to do? I said, I want a five. I was like, I don't care if it's a five nine 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 nine. I said, I don't care if it's a 560. Like, just put something in there. And then he's like, all right, it's done. And I, I was like, oh, I want to look at it. And he's like, okay. And I was like, you know what? Never mind. We just closed the laptop. So I I don't know what that tune-up looks like. I can tell you that on the first pass, I didn't shut the boost. Uh, I had the boost uh, on the Max 5. I had the boost set to shut the nitrous off above 15 pounds. So we went 626 with no nitrous. Um then I went back up around like 11 and we went 616 as I missed second gear completely. Oh my goodness. Uh, Cause the nitrous came on so hard. I was not ready for it at all. I was like, Oh my, like as soon as it hit, I, you just don't like, cause I, I bring, I drive full manual valve body 
I'm like kind of like the grumpy old man, you know, I'm like, ah, like give me my switches and my buttons and my shifter. <laughs> but, um, so I screwed that up. And then, you know, you talk to everybody. Uh, I think I talked to like Derek, uh, Rose and I think somebody else. And they're like, yeah, just don't race until tonight. They're like, you're just gonna, you're not going to go much faster. It's real greasy. And you know, me being like a sled puller, I'm like, all right, cool. So we just basically hung out all day. Um, and then 10 o'clock I made my fastest pass in that truck to date. We went 583 at 130, Holy which, shit. Um, 6,700 pound truck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the Wallace calculator said it was like 2,347 horsepower, uh, is what we put down. So I was really thrilled with that just cause you know, we ended on a high note, uh, you know, and obviously the mood changed quite a bit after, you know, what happened to, uh, Tyler Burkhart, when he hit the wall, thank goodness he was okay. But, um, yeah, I mean, really, that was the drag race day. Uh, you know, we didn't really do much. Where did that put you in out. the standings? Were you – so you're in I the went, top five, right? I was sixth. Greg oh, went six. right after me and went 576. Go so, figure. Um, I mean, it's it's cool, you know. I, I like to give Greg a hard time calling him Chase's – Chase Fleece's prodigal son, the chosen one. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I will say this about that whole team. Like, I didn't even recognize them. They all looked very tired. And I have been in Greg's shoes many, many times before. And it takes a lot of testicular fortitude to stick with it and show up and, and do it. So, I mean, as much as I like giving them a hard time, like that's no small feat either. So I, I definitely can appreciate the effort. But I did was I was like, dude, you couldn't let me have this one, like one time, <laughs> one time. Just so, YouTuber uh, to YouTuber, we couldn't. We gotta yeah, be. We, can, we gotta be enemies. Be, yeah, my, I think my favorite YouTube comment today is somebody called me the Walmart Greg A. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, I get a good laugh out of that one, but. Walmart, no, they don't. So, they must not the, have it the all these part, by them. The best right. part is, is the reason for it. Josh, what was the reason for them making that comment? Uh, I think it's just because everything I do is like just not refined, you know. But it's, it's like, like there's the black truck theme, right? Like Greg yeah. has black trucks. He bought a couple yeah. black trucks, therefore he gets ripped off as the Walmart. <laughs> yeah. It's just so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. But I mean, you know, the cool part is, you know, being. Like, I get the, I mean, Greg's just on a different scale. And at the end of the day, you know, I, I always tell people, I'm like, so you're going to sit here and say all these things. I said, would you switch places with them? And they're always like, well, yeah, probably. I was like, all right, then, you know, like, let's move on. Because at the end of the day, you know, jealousy's a lot louder. So Damn. Uh, we did, uh, we did drag race really well, sixth in points uh, going into it. Uh, I got to watch. Really, I didn't watch. I listened through the paper-thin walls of my camper as <laughs> DHD straightened their frame on the gooseneck hitch or gooseneck trailer. <laughs> so that was really cool, you know, and, and I went through a really crappy experience in 21 at UCC. So, I mean, you know, credit to their team. Like, how, how did that feel for you, Josh? Like you've you've had a bad run at events, you know, swapping motors, transits, stuff like that. How did it feel day one drag race, and you're able to park the truck, and you're able to just hang out and know that you don't have to wrench on anything? I mean, pretty strange. I mean, prideful, <laughs> but uh, but strange, and you know, I just we tried to we just kind of hung out. You know, my wife and daughter flew out, and 
I got to be with them. And then I, all my friends, like my entire crew is other than David came out. But I mean, Meyer flew in from Utah. His wife, Tessa flew in from Utah. Shad flew in from Utah. Matt Morris uh, drove from Idaho. So, I mean, I just, at the end of the day, like none of it, it it's kind of a double-edged sword for me. Cause I, I put all this truck together pretty much by myself which is awesome. But then when it comes time to, to show time, you know, all my friends show up big time and I didn't really do much other than drive the truck really, uh, which was, which was really nice, but, uh, they did a, a ton of work and just having them, you know, burn vacation days and, you know, fly out and stuff. It's really a, a humbling experience for sure. Well, it seemed like Saturday when you were walking down vendor row, you stopped over to the calibrated booth to see us and you had your daughter with you, you seemed very, um, very chill, very relaxed, you know, and very uh, positive. Um, what did, I know that you posted that one video last week or the other day when you were at Firepunk doing some some testing on their dyno, getting ready for the dyno event. But uh, I guess, what kind of preparation, did you have a lot of confidence going into Saturday? Like, cause it seemed like you were <clears throat> chill as can be when we saw you. Truth. Yeah, so, Saturday, or really, I went to Firepunk, and I told, you know, LaVon was working on Hunter Coffee's truck. They were going to take it to the drag strip, and uh, he came over, and Larson ran the dyno, but LaVon helped me quite a bit. And I said, LaVon, I just, I, I need to know, like, how to do this. I said, it's getting really expensive trying to figure this crap out on my own. I said, I will pay you for your time because you're going to save me thousands in the long run anyway. And I said, like, how do we set this up? And LaVon's like, this is how we do it. These are the parameters that we do it at. This is how we drive it. These are the tires we use. This is how we, you know, do all this stuff. And I practiced on their dyno. We only made, like, 1,300 horsepower on their dyno. But, like, it made that quick, like, rip through the load, which is what you wanted. Um, and then Saturday, you know, shout out to Firepunk again. LaVon came back over. I texted him. I was like, hey just want to go over a couple things and he's like yeah sure came over we made sure everything was set up correctly i was like just reiterated his instructions back to him and he's like yep and i was like cool uh you know being a factory 849 truck you know the the safety is me so we took the uh actually and huge shout out to zach he drove from kentucky um i had zach pull the door off the driver door off we locked out the suspension in the rear we left the radials on from the drag race, uh, and we were supposed to dyno last. Robbie Garcia came up to me, asked if I'd switch with him so he had more time. I was like, yeah, I don't care, whatever. So we switched with him, and we went up on the dyno, and we just – you get ready, you know. Like I, like I always tell people, I'm like, if you want to strap into this death trap, go ahead. <laughs> but that's really, really what it is. I mean, you're talking about my dyno run was 1.1 seconds, you know, and it's what you make. Um, uh, 28.79. So 28.79 us, in one second. Walk us through that, right? Truck gets loaded on the dyno. You know, you you go through the steps. You go through everything. You have, uh, you know, you have Cody sitting there hanging out on the side of your door, right? As as he's the dyno oh, yeah. operator. One point one point one seconds, right? You load up, you're running, running, running. One point one second run, everything you know, dust settles, engine still intact. 
you you like give it a little throttle when the pole's over to make sure still, <laughs> you know am i still alive uh, am i still do things happen yes yeah i mean it was it was crazy like because the door's off right so you hear everything and like now at ucc they chain us to the dyno so it's like the gates open the smoke clears up the turbos are screaming like the you can feel the floor of the truck like when your foot's on the floor you can feel stuff like i don't want to say rubbing the floor but you just feel everything flex and stuff and it's it's one of those experiences like until you've done it like you can't really explain it all that well but it's definitely it's wild i couldn't it, imagine it definitely is it's, it's really wild i mean i've dynoed a 600 horsepower truck I mean, yeah, how different could it be dude right. like i was just it's, thinking it's more than 4x i know that, what a 400 whatever. or a 500 i know what thousand horsepower trucks feel like yeah. and those are intimidating in a closed room on the dyno 2800 horsepower every time every time i'm in a high horsepower truck that's being dynoed I always have this fear that the drive shaft's going to break loose and come through the floorboards. That, that's also happened. Yeah, my old yeah. LMM. And I mean, yeah, you do yeah. the best. We had a trans blanket, engine bolts, engine diaper, cross bolts in the exhaust, an onboard fire suppression system. I have a fire suit, helmet with the visor down. You have uh, scatter shields on the drive shafts. Like, I mean, you do everything you can, but. I mean, any anybody that's done it or built something for it or engine building or any, like, there's you can't there's no like magic bolt that you add that makes it like it either takes it <laughs> or it doesn't you so, know and then that's it. So were you surprised by the number? Like, what what was your thought process after you know you were able to shut the truck off or let it idle? Yeah, they tell you it's twenty eight hundred. What were your thoughts then? <laughs> I, so I knew it wasn't three because Cody didn't do the fist bump. Um, but, <laughs> like, <laughs> just, but like just the way it ripped through the RPM window. Like I, so when we started UCC, I wanted a five second pass. I wanted 2,500 plus horsepower and I wanted to pull 300 feet. So wow. when he said 2,800, I was like, cool, like <laughs> awesome. Like, Unstrap oh, me know. now. Yeah, get me the <laughs> fuck out of You did I just one it, pass, right? Yeah, I was just wanted to. I wanted to do another one, but my crew weighed me off, which best. But you know, it is good call. Good. So, good what call. was the bigger win? All joking aside, was it pulling the truck off the dyno with the engine still intact, or was it making over the twenty five hundred horsepower? I don't. I don't. I mean, anybody that talked to me after. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was cool to win the dyno portion of the event, but it was kind of like bittersweet because I was like, man, I, I hit my goal. I won the dyno part, but then I was also like. God, I was 121 horsepower short. That was the first thought that came to my mind. But then I was like, oh, like I'm not dead. So <laughs> and you know, that, fine. that's true internal drive <laughs> yes, of like yes. the first thought to mind was the exact number of horsepower I'm <laughs> off from, from setting like a massive record. And then the second yeah. thought is, but I guess I'm not dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I guess that's a win. But then I think the bigger win is is he drove the truck back to the pits. He drove yes. the motherfucker off the dyno. Yes. And it's still in one piece. So did yeah. you make any modifications from the dyno to the sled pole? So the sled pole, we just put the weight box on, changed the tires. My sled pole setup takes about an hour with everyone helping. By myself, it takes about two hours. I can feel all the other competitors listening to this and throwing something at their radio right now. <laughs> just like, fuck this guy. I mean, it's a true testament. Yeah. There's got to be a little bit of luck in a weekend. Yep. And, I mean, Josh has put in a lot of effort this whole, you know, over the last few years between All Truck Challenge and UCC to, 
you know, he said himself, this isn't uh, normal for him to to not have to wrench on shit. Huh. So I mean, really, it's I mean, when you think about it, I mean, I looked at like what Tony had to go through. Yeah. And then, you know, Chris Patterson had that clamp blow up and hurt the motor. I yeah. think I don't want to, you know, put any shame in that. Like a clamp failed like it could happen to anybody. Um, you had Robbie Garcia, who had to swap motors and trannies. You had, I mean, just it felt weird to be in second place for me just because I was like, man, I was looking at everyone that was behind me. I was like, damn, not only did I do better, but like I didn't even really work for it, you know, at the event. And it's kind of bittersweet in that way. But then I'm also like, it's pretty cool to, you know, one motor, one trans, one turbo setup. You know, we didn't, you know, all, all we did was, uh, Dom with Starlight just came over and, you know, changed a couple of things tuning wise. And then going into the sled pole, I wish I never, you know, David and I were talking about this at lunch. I said, I wish I never watched anybody else pull because I saw Greg make a monster sled pole. And then I saw Hunter Coffee's sled pole kind of come up a little bit short for what they wanted. Right. And I knew I had to put 29.35 feet on Hunter Coffee to get around him. So I had, I can't remember who stood at the mark I had to beat. And I like was a little cautious out of the hole. We walked it out a little bit. And I just, it's like anything. I, I, I mean, we started talking like if I would have ran a 10 faster at the drag strip, if I would have made, it was like 59 more horsepower. If I would have pulled six more feet, like, we would have been in first instead of second, but you know, I, I meant what I said, like losing to Tony, you just, you see the emotion that he had on the podium and you see, and Tony to me, as far as business owners go, like, uh, in my opinion, just front row seat to their weekend. Like, you know, it's no wonder why everyone puts in the work for him. He's out there doing it. Like, it wasn't like he stood there arms folded. Like, I don't know if he always had the right tool in his hand, but he was like, you know, you don't don't see a lot of, I just feel like you don't see a ton of guys with that much drive that own the company, you know, and, and and still in the thick of it. Yeah. And it was just really cool. And I feel like half the reason why that team is so successful every year dealing with all these struggles is they got a good leader to follow, you know, that's very well said. We, we, we talked to Tony, uh, just recently and, uh, I'll tell you, I'd, I'd echo the same sentiments. Yeah. It's funny how humble he is compared to how much appreciation yeah. and you could tell everybody like, has for him. The humble, uh, him being as humble as he is, really uh, was transparent when he was at the podium going through a speech at UCC on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, and that was. It was funny. I, it's genuine. I don't, know if, yeah. I don't know who in relation to Tony it was, but they were sitting right next to us at the sled pole after we were done. I like drove the truck off the track, parked it. And I watched everyone else's polls and she was like just super happy. And then she like turns, sees me. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I said, no, nah, like you're fine. I was like, I'd be pumped too, you know, like, and <laughs> just like even stuff like that, you know, they like, they're just they're really aware about it. And I mean, my wife and Tessa knocked out a ton of food for us this weekend, but like anytime there was leftovers with those guys they're like, here you go. You know, Tony, <clears throat> Tony offered us any tool they had available um that if we needed it or whatever and i mean i don't know what tony's plans are for the future and i honestly don't know what mine are either but i would share a tent and it was cool to just have first and second place under the same tent you know it was kind of it was really cool 
No, Absolutely. I mean, a lot of, uh, I, I don't like that you singled, singled yourself out and said you didn't put a lot of effort into this weekend, you know, to, to get in the second place, or maybe not the exact words, but something along those lines. You have months and years of hard work leading up to this. Uh, same yeah, thing. You, just, you look at it like, I just, you look at what Tony and his team had to do this weekend, and you look yeah. at our team, and I'm just like, you almost just feel like you didn't earn it, you know, like God, like these, <laughs> these guys are like pulling a sled pole motor out of another truck at 10 PM. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm going to go to bed and see you guys. In a, the hot motor, <laughs> a hot motor, nonetheless. Tony was very yeah. descriptive with yeah. that, but you also yeah. have one of these things where you talk to Tony and I mean, you included right with this, where you go through a total shit weekend like Tony had, right? I mean, he, he, he took the like W two, three respectfully, years in a row. Yeah. but it's been bullshit for him for years. And when you talk to him right after the event, you know, he's like, he and Han, like, I don't know if I'm going to come, I'm going to come. And then we interview him before the, the contest and he's like prepped, ready to go. Like it surprises me as long as he has been in the industry, he like thrives on this shit. Yeah. Like he thoroughly yeah. enjoys it. But I think, I think that's what we're seeing from the guys who are lasting in this event. 100%. Because this is, this is an event that we've seen guys uh, bow out gracefully. Yeah. So I think the guys who have, who have left at the top, everybody knows their names and, and we all love them and respect them. Uh, but I do like that that's kind of created some space to see the competition change up every year yeah. because I think we're seeing different approaches and different strategies. You know, there was a time where the plan was to swap an engine every night. Yeah. No, that right. Like that, that's what guys sets, were showing yep, up to like their goal yeah. was, man, I really can't wait to get to Saturday night so we could swap our third engine. Yeah. Like, um, so it is interesting to see somebody like you, Josh, come in and build it from the ground up. Uh, you're talking about building engines. You, that's not something that we see out of a lot of UCC competitors. No. Most of the guys buy their engine, buy their transmission, buy their buy all the parts and put it together. And that, that's, I think, what we're kind of used to seeing. Yeah. Um, do you think that sets you apart? Do you think that that puts you in a unique position, or do you think that that's the testament to your business model? I mean, I think it makes us unique in that, you know, you could ask me any question, and I don't have to look at a receipt. You know, but at the same time, it also puts me in a unique position where it's like, wow, this guy's really poor. He can't even afford to buy, you know, <laughs> this kind of stuff. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, the built, not bought, bought, not built kind of thing. I mean, at the end of the day, I'll always have, you know, I, I, I mean it. Like, I'd rather watch a guy that built a truck in his garage race ET than watch a guy that picked up a truck and it's built and he races it, you know, cause it, again, you make money every day and stuff like that. I just, to me being such a DIY guy, like it, it, I know what it means to them and I know what it means to me. And, uh, at the end of the day, like, you know, if you, if you buy an engine from somebody or you buy a trans from somebody, like I get it, like, you know, it, it's taken me, it would have probably been cheaper if I would have just bought it to begin with, you know, <laughs> hindsight being 2020. But now it's just kind of become more of a pride thing, you know, where it's like, I don't want to have to, you know, owe a ton of people a bunch of stuff when the event's over. You know, it's yeah. like, I always try to pay my fair share or whatever. I'm always grateful for a discount, but it's never expected, you know. So I guess as a business standpoint, it makes a point that, you can bring your truck to our shop and like, I don't hold it back. Like if you want the six, seven engine that I've, you know, ran forever and in my opinion, perfected pretty much, 
on the street, like I will build it identical, like same clearances, same, like, I don't just make one a little bit better because you're my buddy and this guy's a random person. Like, um, I, I do my best at every single one of them. And I mean, now the trans stuff, like, you know, we, the only thing we don't do transmission related on the 47, 48, I don't do stock rebuilds. And it's just because they're a liability. I always try to tell people like, you're already here for a reason. Why do I just want to put it back to the same way when you brought it to me? You know, so we've had to turn down a couple of guys that just wanted like a stock rebuild. I, I won't build a 48 unless I'm putting a build input in it because I just I lose sleep. <laughs> you, you, you know, you get uh, you get a tuner in there that gets the, the power down low and that lockup comes in a little too quick and the stock input, you know, and then it trashes the pump. You got to send the converter out. So that's cool. And then just the fab side of stuff like I've always really like looked up to uh like cody fisher and um dylan frankel up at dnr customs and like michael cordova and stuff and i guess the really cool thing i like about welding is it's never perfect like you talk to any of those guys and they're like yeah i could have done this better this better and like that chase of perfection is very addicting to me so i like being able to offer in-house fab services and we charge accordingly like obviously i don't charge you the same dollar per hour as a as Firepunk does or DNR does because my work's not as good. Like structurally, sure, great. As far as aesthetically pleasing, like, no, I'm still learning every day. That's so cool to talk to Josh. This is why I like having this guy on the show, Chris. Uh, Josh, you're one of our favorite guests. Million-dollar question we haven't asked. Are you competing next year? Oh, my gosh. You don't have a choice. You got second. You can't leave until you're first, bro. Uh, We already got other guys to commit to next year. Committed. Tony said you're a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) How are you going to do that to him? It wasn't Uh, on the phone call. It's unbelievable. (laughs) You ever talked to Tony? (laughs) All I'm going to say is this. This is the first year I've ever finished, and I didn't instantly want to sign back up. All right. I just... I just, I mean, I got, I have an eight-year-old son. I have a four-year-old daughter. I've been married for nine years. And this is all my wife has really ever known. I can tell you that. Big brag. You got a family. People love you. Ooh, Chris is over here fucking crying now. Thanks. (laughs) I I, I can tell you this. Because of the way the internet works, the only way 3,000 seems to count is if you do it on the Superfoot UCC. I definitely, if I don't compete, I'll at least spectator dino and try to shoot for that. I just... I got to do a little bit of soul searching and I mean, it's hard not to recommit cause I'm like, damn, I didn't even tear nothing up. Like, yeah, you know, pol- polish the covers again and you're getting get good at it. You're go, finally but, getting good at UCC. You're finally yeah. getting to the point that you've learned how to do it. And now you're talking about maybe not to quit playing. You know what you need yeah. to, you need so, to pick up I mean, something. I can tell you this. I, I have not made up a, a for sure. No, I also haven't done a for sure. Yes. And I'm not trying to leave anybody's on pins and needles or anything. I just, like yo i'm a I dad can, I, and if you say maybe that's a yes i heard a yes we're putting you down yeah I, I you know it's the same thing i tell everybody i'm like you can make more money you can't replace the time and yeah. you know my kids are starting to get to that age where it was really cool to have my daughter you know like she rode in the truck while we went in staging lanes and over the scales and stuff and i mean maybe if we can make it more into like a family thing we'll you know just keep pushing but it's it's harder every year because the expectations are so now i came in second if i come anywhere but second or first next year like i failed you know yeah. and that's the way i look at it and i just uh 
uh, like I said, I didn't tell James and Chris no. I didn't say sign me back up yet either. But I mean, I, God, I, I'd find it hard to believe I'd sit it out one more year. But you never know. <laughs> wow. But hey, I mean, if if you guys want to slap a big old uh, podcast sticker on the front windshield and cut me a check to keep me going, I mean, we could Dude. we could certainly make that yeah. work. Pause yeah, the one you five dollars and eighty seven cents done. Yeah. Agreed upon. God. We're doing it. Yeah. That doesn't even cover love, the fuel for yeah. the dyno. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, man, I love Fig Newtons. You know? <laughs> but no, I mean we're gonna we're gonna pull the motor apart. Um, I'll probably put it on camera because I really don't care. Like it lived this long. Um, we'll pull the trans apart, kind of see. I mean, I don't know if the axle's twisted. I mean, you know, after looking at all the stuff that happened on Justin's pole, and I can tell you with a hundred percent certainty that something slipped in the truck because the tachometer said 6,000 RPM. The dyno said 4,800. So something, something somewhere slipped quite a bit. So, uh, we'll get like the converter sent out and checked and I'm going to pull the trans part and checked. And I mean, it ran great sled pulling. So I think the motor's fine, but we'll get it refreshed. And like I said, at the end of the day, I, I think I'll go for that big dyno hit for sure. As far as, Next year, I think I got to lighten the truck. I, I didn't even realize that Pro Street had a weight limit. And, it, like, they have a max and a min. And the guy was like, are you sure you want a Pro Street tech? And I said, yeah, like, why would I not? And I was like, I like this Air Dog sticker. You know, I want that one on my truck. <laughs> and uh, he's like, we'll let you run it, but there's, like, a weight limit for Pro Street. And he's like, you're, like, 1,800 pounds too heavy. <laughs> and I was like... Dang, you have so. a full-size cow extra of truck in this class. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we put the spare motor in the bed of my truck to get it there and on the way home. So, I mean, maybe it's time we get rid of the bed. I gotta, it's so hard because it's like a rust-free bed, and I got the truck painted. So I'm I'm not sure, but we'll, we'll definitely have to, you know, after talking to all the guys that have gone way faster than I ever have, it sounds like I could add more power, but until I lighten it, it's – there's not, not much point much. yeah so, i think it was a huge success right watch the youtube videos i watch them you know there's no secret there i tell yeah. paul time when you do some cool stuff but it's just funny how a couple of years ago that truck was driving cross country with a trailer and now here you are now it's you know, at ucc second place yeah at, you know the swing in 2800 horsepower yeah that's a w yeah. on its own i feel absolutely oh yeah for sure that's that's definitely my lucky truck like we've done we did. Uh, we won KOS two times in a row now with that truck, and then second place at UCC, and it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Well, Josh, thank you so much for carving out so much time for our listeners. I know they appreciate it. We appreciate it. Congratulations. This is definitely a huge win. A big feather in your cap. Second place at UCC 2023. Yes, sir. Uh, guys, for today, this has been Paul Wilson and Chris Emke, and you just listened to Diesel Performance Podcast. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon. I, I like to give Greg a hard time calling him Chase's, Chase Fleece's prodigal son, the chosen one. <laughs> you know.